Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hey guys, episode 164. How y'all doing? I am doing wonderful. Um, By the time you listen to this, I will be back, but I am headed to Cancun with some of my besties and Master Coach Training sisters. We went through Master Coach Training together at the Life Coach School, and there were eight of us. And we had always said that because we did it during a time of COVID and there wasn't in-person, we would always meet up. So guess what we're doing? We are meeting up in a villa outside of Cancun, right next to the beach. We have a private chef and we are just going to relax. It's business and pleasure. There will be a room full of master coaches. So, you know, there will be nothing but coaching. And yet there will be giggles and tears and bonding. And I can't wait to see what happens as a result of us deciding to take care of ourselves and nurture our relationships. If you know anything about me, you know, I believe that having supportive relationships is the foundation to, one of the foundations to doing and creating more success in this world. Not in spite of, but because we have these relationships, these relationships are the things that fuel us. So if you have great relationships, nurture them, find a way to nurture them. They will be the fuel. When times are tough, I promise you, your friends, your sisters will call you out on your shit. Whether you like it or not, they will tell you the truth. And it's up to us to nurture, to receive, and to understand that it all comes in love. So let's get on with this episode. Episode 164. All right. We're going to talk about how to guarantee your future won't be like your past. Okay, because you know, some of us are in ruts. There are some things that we're just so afraid of happening to us again because we don't trust ourselves. So I want to help us kind of hack this a little bit. So today we're going to dive into something that resonates very deeply with me and maybe you as a high-achieving Black woman in leadership positions. So we understand that our struggles are unique and we face a balancing act with our success and yet we desire more all while trying to create a fulfilling life, right? As high-achieving Black women, we undoubtedly overcome numerous obstacles to reach where we are today. Your strength, determination have propelled you forward on your path to success. However, 
We recognize that there may still be challenges that lie ahead and the fear of stagnation, feeling trapped by past experience may be there. If you want a brighter future, let's step out of our comfort zone. But I want to teach you how to do that. Like everybody says, step out your comfort zone. But I want to teach you like how. And I want to share this little known fact that we can implement and it will help us so much. So do you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut doing the same things day in, day out while not being content with your current situation? There's always room for growth and improvement. Don't settle for good enough when you have the power to create a brighter future. Unless that's where you need to be at that moment. Because I know that there are times when the plateau and camping out on the plateau, even though we know we are more than capable of climbing up further, Sometimes that plateau allows for healing and restoration. I get that. But many of us think that we have reached our full potential and that things can't get any better. But baby, in my New Orleans draw, you are just getting started. There's always room for improvement and growth if that's what you want, because that That's what propels us as humans is that desire for growth, for movement. That is essential. That is built into our DNA. And when we stop that, it robs us of that sense of fulfillment. Now, it doesn't have to be in a capitalistic way. It can be improvement in your CrossFit because y'all know I'm in the CrossFit right now. It can be improvement in your burpee speed. It can be improvement in like finally getting that first pull up, but please understand it can be improvement in that your vegetables are growing even more beautiful than before, like your harvest is more plentiful. It can be improvement in that your sex life is amazing now, right? Or that you have a loving partner. It doesn't always have to be in a capitalistic way of your business. It doesn't always have to go towards making money. But please understand that we are designed to always move and grow and improve. And one of the things that helps us is our daily habits and routines. They make up the fabric of our lives. And by stepping outside of our comfort zone, we can weave in new experiences and perspectives that can lead to a more fulfilling future. Like me, like Literally stepping into the CrossFit gym. Last time I've been in a CrossFit gym, y'all, was like 20 years ago. And I swear they were going to kill me. I was like, I am not coming back in here. I am going to die, like doing as many rounds as I can, Olympic lifting. And I don't even know the technique yet. And I can tell you that I've tried every walk around around not going into another CrossFit gym because I knew like, oh, that last experience was my most recent experience. And this leads to the point that we're going to talk about eventually. And in that, I was like, I know I'm going to injure myself because I am damn near 60 now. But guess what? That is not the case. I'm actually able to go in. I'm making improvements and I don't feel like I'm in danger of hurting myself. So try new things, basically. 
So whether you're satisfied with your past or not, it's important to continue to seek out new opportunities and challenges. Don't be afraid to be curious about how you approach these new experiences. Like me walking into the CrossFit gym at damn near 60. Don't be afraid to be curious. Like, I wonder, maybe I've changed. Okay. And remember, self-reflection is the key in shaping your path forward. Take time to assess what has worked well for you and what areas need improvement. By doing so, you can make the necessary adjustments and pave the way for a brighter future. So one of the things we're going to explore is how our habits affect our success and how to create habits that support not only your growth in your business, but also helps us to create those fulfilling relationships that I so much love that we need and desire. We will do this by introducing the concept of recency bias and how it shows up in our work, relationships, and self-perception. I'm going to provide you examples of its impact and teach you how to recognize and overcome it ultimately reprogramming your brain for building successful habits. Okay, let's get started. Now, as high-achieving women, we have undoubtedly accomplished great things in our careers and our personal lives. Kudos to you. Pout yourself on the back. However, there may be this lingering feeling that there is more to achieve and experience. The desire for growth and fulfillment can sometimes clash with the pressure to maintain your current status. Anybody know about that? I know I do. This struggle is all too common, but there is always, there are ways to ensure that your future won't be a reflection of your past. And that's by creating habits that pull us in the direction that we want to move in. They say, Something like, show me a successful person and you will see the results of their habits. Renowned author Octavia Butler put it this way. First, she says, forget inspiration. Habit is more dependable. Habit will sustain you whether you're inspired or not. I love that. And she authored, I can't tell you how many books and She says, forget about inspiration. Habits are more dependable. So you want to create a future that's brighter than your past. You want to get out your comfort zone, develop habits. They're dependable. They're what's going to sustain you, whether you're inspired to do it or not. Because you know, feelings ain't fact. But if we do things based on how we feel, yeah, we know where that goes. Okay. That's how we can guarantee a future different than your past, by your habits. No matter the economy, the biases of coworkers, or how motivated you are, your habits can all but guarantee a better future. So, Brig, what is this recency bias and what does it have to do with it? Glad you asked. Recency bias refers to our tendency to rely heavenly on recent events or experiences when making judgments or decisions. This form of cognitive bias 
It's a cognitive bias, recency bias, and significantly impact our work, our relationships, and the way we perceive ourselves. For high-achieving women, Black women, recency bias often manifests as fear of taking on more responsibilities or venturing into new territories based on the most recent experiences of ourselves or others. For example, imagine a successful CEO who recently faced a setback in a new business venture. Now, that CEO is more cautious and takes risk, right? But it's because it is comparing it to not its overall ability to CEO, but the most recent failure setback that they had. But Let's bring it a little bit closer to home, shall we? Think of the recent struggle of Claudine Gay, an American political scientist and academic administrator who was the 30th president of Harvard University. Y'all know all the things that happened with her, right? And it was just very recent. If you yourself are breaking ground, right? Many of us are. And that recent event is looming front and center in your brain. Each time you are ready to make a decision that people will look sideways at, and let's be real, someone is always looking sideways at our non-conforming decisions. Because you know, if you want something done, we're going to do it. And most times, sometimes we're going to put a little non-conforming thing in there. And that is our beauty. That is what makes us as Black women magic is because we're not going to solve it the way everyone else is. And that's what's bringing in new ways of being, new ways of solving things, new industries. But it's looming sideways. It's looming in your head, right? And because of recency biases, because you're You're paying attention and you're an avid CNN watcher. So you read all about it. You studied about it. You even even had conversations about it. You seen the memes, You all of it. You may be yourself overly cautious and hesitant to new opportunities or to make the decisions that you need to make due to the recency bias of that negative experience that you witness Claudine Gay go through. Makes sense, right? However, this bias can also affect relationships by causing us to focus solely on recent negative interactions rather than considering the entirety of the relationship. Again, we can go back to the workplace. Don't worry, I'm going to get to home and habits, but I want to give you a full context of how this particular bias affects us. So, I want to share the power of recency bias in a true story. Imagine you've worked tirelessly, receiving glowing reviews and praises from clients for your dedication and going above and beyond for them. However, during a recent client onboarding, there was a hiccup and you were left to pick up the pieces despite successfully resolving the issue And the client expressing their gratitude, your boss, who was CC'd on all the emails from other departments, subtly, subtly 
Is that how you say it, y'all? Subtly. Anyway, your boss suggested that you were at fault. How about that? Despite addressing the issue with them beforehand, because you know, when they make that comment, you called them and like, hey, we need to talk. So you've already addressed it, right? Your review is now here. And instead of recognizing your entire track record of putting out fires, ensuring client satisfaction, all your hard work is overshadowed by recency bias. That last client onboarding. As individuals from marginalized identities, we don't often have the luxury of being given the benefit of the doubt or having our long-term performance considered, right? Recency bias heavily relies on recent events or experiences when making judgments or decisions. And unfortunately, it is now the focal point of your review. Author Kasani Nicolopula states that recency bias is a problem because it causes us to overestimate the importance of recent events, information, or experiences. Relatedly, it causes us to ignore more relevant information when estimating future outcomes. Okay, think of that. When you're estimating future outcomes, it's relating it to the most recent events. Probability of something similar happening again or how often this happened in the past is statistically maybe not even warranted because of a historical view, but we miss that. And as a result, our decisions are based on short-term view and therefore are misguided. The result, your boss failure to zoom out and overcome his own recency bias, you received a poor review and a substandard raise and the kicker, your bonus is gone. Yep, this literally happened to a client of mine. Well, luckily she was a client of mine. So guess what? Recency bias had her ass hightail it out of there to find a new job with increased pay and a department head that had more insight. So our brain wants to be efficient. This is why recency bias comes in. Therefore, it will look to the easiest to assess, which is the shit stored in your short-term memory. Forgetting a wide-angle view or any historical relevance You see, there's another thing at play here, and that's this little known thing that the brain does known as availability heuristic. This is the tendency to base our thinking disproportionately on whatever comes most easily to mind, favoring recent information over less current information. For context, let's just be real, the brain uses heuristics frequently. These are just often shortcuts. Like instead of going here, here, there's like a shortcut to the next super neural pathway, right? And these bring about efficiency. Like when you see a snake, you bet there is a heuristic shortcut to get your ass out of there quick, fast, and in a hurry. But since I promised you I would talk about home, here we go. Ever found yourself saying you... Always or never when there's a long history of the exact opposite. 
despite the recent failed incident. You know how we do. Tell your kids you always, tell your spouse you always, or has that been done to you? You always, you never. I was like, wait a minute. What the hell are you talking about, right? Even despite the recent failed incident, history, there's a long track record. And we want to know why people are judging us like, what the hell? How are you coming through? Even if you would admit that maybe you didn't show up in a way that you were proud on on the most recent interaction that you had, right? But you've got five years, but recency bias is at play. I'm going to share something kind of personal here. So if you got kids around, close their ears or whatever. Or if you're listening to this out loud, take this moment and like lower the volume just a little bit. For me, and y'all going to get tickled at this and tell me if this is you too. But for me, the most easily identifiable place where I see recent bias at play is in sex. Yep. Good old sex. If the last time was good, y'all, I am rushing back for more. Like if the last time was good, I'm like, yes. But if the last time was just okay, I might not be in as much of a hurry. That's due to recency bias. I can have a string of good, right? But if that last time was kind of masomenos, I might not be in a hurry. So that's good for me to be aware of like, oh, but wait a minute, I can do some things like, and I'm going to give you some ways that you can overcome recency bias. But right now, I just want you to see it at play. Okay. Think about you. How does recency bias play out in your life? Can you name an instance when you made judgments based on this bias as opposed to zooming out? As marginalized identities, guess what? We can't help but to. When we see someone strange looking at us in the store as we shop or we get pulled over by a police officer, recency bias can send us into fight or flight. But this is about us creating a better tomorrow. And thus, this is the tie of the creation of habit. So let's get to that. When we see and are aware that our brain will always favor whatever comes easiest to mind, and the most recent due to its storage in short-term memory, understanding this when we are dealing with thoughts about ourselves, our loved ones, or creating habits, knowing that the first thing that pops up into our mind may be a function of recency bias is gold. Just understanding that. Because if this is the case, then we can hack it or we can use this knowledge for ourselves. And that's what I want to show you how to do. Recognizing and overcoming recency bias, I want to give you some strategies to help you recognize and overcome it, okay? This podcast is sponsored by Brick Johnson Coaching. Hey, I have some exciting news for all of my high-achieving women out there. That's right. I get the emails and DMs from you guys saying you wish you were my target market. I understand. We need great allies too. And we need allies with well-managed minds. Well, I've listened. So this offer is for you too, because it's a one-on-one offer. 
So if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, you're a woman of color or not, or an ally. If you're tired of feeling like you can't do more, I'm here to help. My one-on-one six-month coaching program is designed specifically for you. Together, we will work on strategies to help you manage your stress and help you achieve your goals. Because women quitting on their dreams is just not an option. And this is what my six-month program can do for you. Instead of time management, we will uncover why you manage your time the way you are so that you can prioritize self-care, giving you more time to do the things you love. Are you struggling with imposter syndrome? Are you anxious with a chaotic mind? I get it. We target the root causes of imposter syndrome, helping you gain the confidence and self-assurance to pursue your goals and succeed in your career and your personal life. Do you struggle with communication issues, difficulty expressing yourself effectively or asserting your needs professionally or personally? You'll learn to cultivate a positive relationship with yourself. We'll work on the why this issue is for you, why this is happening, helping you resolve the inner conflict so that you can easily take care of the external conflict with others. When it comes to communicating your needs, you don't need another communication class on how to resolve clients' issues. Once you uncover your hidden conditioning, you will have the skills to build stronger, more productive relationship with colleagues, clients, and ultimately leading to greater success and growth in your business and personal life. Listen, if you're a high-level woman ready to cultivate more meaningful and fulfilling relationships, both with yourself and others, and you take your business and professional growth seriously and you want to take it to the next level, you and your relationship with you and your brain is your greatest asset. My coaching program is perfect for you. You don't have to continue putting others first and neglecting your own needs and desires in the process. Because remember, you are your greatest asset. Let's work together to create a life that you enjoy of connection and success. If this interests you, reach out, book a breakthrough call at brickjohnson.com forward slash breakthrough. Again, brigjohnson.com forward slash breakthrough. Look forward to talking to you. First, reflect on the past successes. Think your next event will tank cause the last one did? Take time to remind yourself of past accomplishments and positive experiences. This will help counteract the negative effects of recency biases. Question your assumptions. Your brain is offering that tired, oh, who do you think you are shit? Challenge your assumptions by actively seeking evidence that contradicts your immediate judgments. Don't just go with the quickest thing. Remember that availability heuristic, which is what's most available. That's what it's going to give you. Understand and challenge whatever the brain is offering doesn't have to be true Start challenging it. Or when it asks you who you think you are, you can also answer it with, I'm motherfucking Brig Johnson. That's who I think I am. And she's a bad mofo. (laughs) 
This will broaden your perspective and prevent you from falling into the trap of recency bias. Another thing you can do, seek feedback. Actively seeking feedback from trusted colleagues, friends, or mentors, their insight can provide a more balanced view and help you overcome any biases you may have. There's nothing better than a good girlfriend beat down. Y'all know a good girlfriend can beat. Girl, don't come in here with talking that back down to yourself, right? Y'all know what I mean. And if you don't have any friends who will tell you the truth, get you some. They will make you millions, I promise. Number four, practice gratitude. Cultivate a gratitude practice by regularly acknowledging and appreciating the positive aspects of your work, your relationships, and personal achievement. You want to keep this in your short-term memory. That's why gratitude is so important. It keeps it in the availability heuristic, right? It keeps it in our short-term memory. So therefore, when the shit hits the fan and our brain goes to recency bias, my life, recency bias, oh, well, just this morning, you just wrote down and said, I am so grateful for my kids, my dog, my health, my home. I love my French press. Like you just gave a list of all the things you love, right? That is keeping recency bias on your favor. Okay, this will shift your focus away from the recent setbacks towards a more balanced view of your life. Number five, develop a growth mindset. Embracing a growth mindset that views setbacks and challenges as opportunities for learning growth. Yes, I did mess up last time, right? When your brain is like, but last time and it brings it up. Yes, you're absolutely right. I did. And this is what I learned. Like we can challenge when our brain brings up recency bias. You're absolutely right. I F that up. And this is what I learned. We don't always have to argue with our past. We get to own it. But by reframing our setbacks as stepping stones to success, you can overcome the limitations imposed by recency bias. Okay. I want to give you some ways to build successful habits for a future. These are my hacks because successful habits play a crucial role in achieving long-term success and fulfillment. We already talked about that. By consciously building patterns of high of behavior that align with your goals, consciously, y'all, I'm going to give you some things that you consciously do to build new patterns So that you can build behaviors that align with your goals, you can ensure that your future is not a repetition of your past. But here's the secret. Knowing that our brain is always giving preference to that last time. So we're going to use this bias for us to build successful habits. First thing we're going to do, y'all ready? Number one, I don't care how bad it was. Leave congratulating yourself, okay? I know that last time, like, oh my God, even me, like at CrossFit, I can be like, oh my God, this was horrible. My time was double everybody else's. Leave congratulating yourself. 
This will ensure that the most recent event, which is ending, has great energy to it. Your brain will remind you of how you felt at the end. So in being proud and celebratory, even if it's your suckiest run, meeting ever, find something good to celebrate it. Even if it's, hey girl, your ass didn't quit, you hung in there. Congratulations and mean it. Really celebrate and be proud of that. You will set yourself up for recency bias. It's not like, oh God, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be the last one. No, your recency bias would be, I'm proud of me. I didn't give up. I did do good. Remember that sex thing. (laughs) I don't care how bad it is. Leave congratulating yourself. So, Leave, find something good in it on purpose because you know you're making it difficult for you to show up again to the thing, to the habit that you're trying to create by staying in a negative energy at the end. So we use this for us. Number two, start small. I cannot say this enough. Start small. Begin by incorporating small, manageable habits into your daily routine. Small. This could be as simple as dedicating 10 minutes each morning to meditation, to meditation, I'm sorry, (laughs) as my anesthesia coming out, or setting aside time for personal reflection. 10 minutes, right? Exercising for 10 minutes. Y'all, I have in my new marathon training, I have a 15-minute recovery run. I'm like, I don't care how bad my day is going. I know I can get up there on that treadmill and run 15 minutes. It's like the smallest thing. And because it's small, the odds are I'm going to get it done. Now, them hour and a half long runs, that's different. But if it's small, if it's a new habit, and you're not training for a marathon, that's not a new habit. That's something I'm training for. But even in my new habit of marathon, it didn't start with me running six miles. It started with my longest run being three miles, right? Start small. If it's small, odds are you're going to get it done, as I said. And that's what you want to build the recency bias of getting it done and accomplished because that will feel good. It doesn't matter the smallness or the time. It's the consistency and recency of it. You are developing a recency bias of I get shit done. Number three, track your progress. As I already said, we are designed to improve, to change, to grow always. So keep track of your progress. Stay motivated. Hold yourself accountable. Use a habit tracker, y'all. I don't care if it's a piece of paper on a board that you put in a room and you cross off every day or a journal record of your daily actions that reflect your growth. But track have some form of way that there is a habit tracker. Seeing you cross off something every day is invigorating and it signifies to the brain movement. And our brain loves movement. It loves forward motion. So show it to it. 
Look at us moving, making progress. That's going to be in your recency bias. That's going to be in your availability heresy. That I am moving. I am making forward movement. Number four, stay consistent. Consistency is the key when building successful habits. Commit to practicing your chosen habits consistently, even on days when motivation is lacking. Remember, Octavia said, inspiration, no, it's our habits because they are dependable. She authored, I don't know how many books. Remember, small actions done consistently over time lead to significant results. But more importantly, it's the recency bias at play. You want your most recent memory to be that of doing it over and over and over again, not a recent of not doing it, right? Because if that's your recent thing that it's pulling up, we don't want that. You need to see this as self-protective. You need to go, oh, like I need to show myself Because when it's time for my brain to just do what brains do, I know what it's going to pull from. So let me be consistent. So the next thing it pulls from is actually going to push me more into being the person I want to be. That's just a little tidbit of always being protective and understanding how these habits work and then using them for us. Number five, never get to. Okay. Okay. This goes with the consistency one, but I wanted to highlight it as its own. We are human beings, not human doings. So yes, there will be times when shit happens. Life starts lifing. We will break our streaks or we don't show up to whatever it is that we're measuring. No problem here. This is not the time to sound the alarm, to start habit shaming ourselves. Yes, you know, we habit shame ourselves, but it does provide a unique opportunity and that this is the turnaround. You can create the recency bias of that I'm that bitch that turns my shit around if I mess up. What if that was your recency bias? How do you do that? Commit to never missing two in a row. Using a habit tracker, never two in a row. Be it hours, if you're supposed to do something every hour, be it days if you're supposed to do something every day, be it weeks if it's something you're supposed to do once a week, be it months, be it hours, be it years, never two in a row. Zoom out as much as you need to until you can find it. Had a bad year, never two bad years. Had a bad five years, never two five-year periods in a row. You get the picture, right? Had a bad decade, next decade, never to. Use this one for you in a way that changes you and it will change you. Never to. Number six, adjust and adapt. Always, as you progress on your journey, be open to adjusting, adapting your habits. What used to work may not work anymore and understand that. Even if it's a recency bias, understand that, oh, that's not serving me anymore, okay? 
Stay flexible and willing to experiment with new approaches. Using the principles that you can make it easier and put biology on your side, which is what I teach my clients to do when they work with me. I love using principles like this and helping them implement them into their lives. So they're using biology and hacks for them. So therefore, they are doing their success and creating their success with a tailwind as opposed to the headwind that we usually experience as Black women. I want you to start seeing hacking yourself and hacking these things and setting up these principles as self-protective because you are helping yourself support yourself, your biology support you, and then you get to watch yourself create a better year after year. Even if it's just 1% over 10 years, that 1% is the difference between New Mexico and California. All right. Recency bias can have an impact on us as high achieving Black women in leadership roles, leading to a struggle between our current success and the desire for more. By recognizing and overcoming this bias, you can create protocols that prevent you from falling into ruts and pave the way for the future. And that is why I create the success protocols for my clients and I help them with that in their recovery and all the other things in that. It's because having things stopgap measures so that you don't get too far off into ruts, you can see it ahead of time. And coaching is the thing that helps you like see it. And instead of you being there for three months, you're there for three days. Building successful habits is essential for achieving long-term fulfillment and ensuring that your future is not a repeat of your past. Remember, with self-awareness, questioning your assumptions, gratitude, and a growth mindset, you can reprogram your brain for success towards easily creating habits that propel you forward. Here's to a future filled with growth, fulfillment, and limitless possibilities. Thank you guys for being a part of this community. And if you want to do work on this, work on your protocols for establishing biology for you, for finding out where you're limiting yourself, what patterns you have, where they are not just recency bias, but other, it's just one of many tools I help my clients with. Reach out. I am accepting one-on-one clients right now. Love talk to you. And I will see you guys next week, hopefully with a little bit of a tan because I would have enjoyed myself in Cancun with my friends. All right. I'll get you guys later. Bye. Did you enjoy this podcast where I have a personal invitation I want to spend time with you, coach you, talk about the issues that are affecting you. We do this in a community we call the Melanin Hour, created just for us high-achieving Black women. You can register at brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, Deeply Rooted is where we put all this shit together. We immerse ourselves and we master this. Six months, you, me, and a bunch of women that look like you and got a little melanin in them. (laughs) That's Deeply Rooted. You can register for the wait list at brickjohnson.com forward slash group. 
Hope to see you there. Bye.